we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for April 24th, 2023. We'll get right into it today. Uh, first report is entitled Frankincense Myrrh and an Encounter with a Black-Eyed Woman. They walk among us, the battle is real, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. This is from um, L.A. Marzulli has been interviewing a lot of different people. Hadn't really checked his channel in a while. And um, a lot of different people from various walks of life, Christians, that have had these encounters. This is just a small sliver of, and I'm going to read comments, just some of the comments regarding this one video. And I think what the Lord lately has been showing me is that there, it's just not about um, your classic things that you think of maybe from a cryptozoological standpoint, like Bigfoot or vampires, werewolves, things like that. There are so many various and sundry creatures out there that people see that you can't even put in any kind of almost categorization, some of them. I mean, it's just all across the board and you have to ask yourself are they all lying are all these christians that are having these experiences and sometimes they were 20 years ago sometimes they were 10 sometimes they were 30 or 40 are they all lying what motivation would they have for lying they're, they're posting a comment they're not trying to sell a book they're not trying to sell you something in general i understand there's narcissists out there that are going to make stuff up and try to glory seeking this type of, of information but in totality to me there's just so many accounts like this how one could just discount them all and i've heard pastors do this i've heard them make remarks about oh the aliens or oh the bigfoot or that type of remark i've heard that from pastors and um in particular this is a subject that it's a big reason why contendingfortruth.com got started. This type of subject. I try to cover information that from the time I spent in the church that I never saw covered. And I mean never. Now I'm not saying it's never covered in any churches out there. I'm not saying that at all. I'm sure there are some, but I've never been. And I, I've kind of run the gamut. I mean, Lutheran Middle School, Catholic high school, um, Pentecostal to really hardcore charismania to the most strict set, uh, sect of unregistered independent fundamental King James only Baptist church to just regular Baptist churches. I never heard any of this stuff. Uh, these types of topics that we tend to get into. It's not because I'm better or anything like that. It's just I saw glaring need that wasn't being fulfilled and this is all part I, I truly believe that this whole subject is part of the strong delusion that god said he was going to send in second thessalonians chapter 2 at the same time the antichrist that wicked capital w in second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3 and the falling away of the church again that is going to happen in unison falling away of the church the apostasy of the church and that wicked capital w will be revealed um right prior to whether whether you're pre-trib mid-trib post-trib whatever prior to the return of jesus christ these things are going to happen according to second thessalonians chapter two and the strong delusion is talked about that god is going to send in that same chapter i 
personally believe that this is part of that strong delusion. Uh, you've got all of the brainwashing that Hollywood has done, all the billions they've put into different sci-fi things, to different uh, horror movies, to different things of this nature. Typically how Christians are portrayed in these types of things, in, in, in the paranormal shows on TV, Christians are almost typically portrayed as powerless, weak, helpless, afraid. They don't know what to do. And a lot of times that is the case because people are, they have no frame of reference. They've never been really taught about this in the churches. They don't know that we have greater power over evil than it should have over us. So this is, this is my motivation for this. I mean, again, we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. This I believe increasingly as times get darker, I mean, the news cycle is so insane. I, I can't even, I, I don't even know what to do with it anymore. It is so insane. I can't even possibly cover a fraction of what's going on. I would need a team and I'm just a one man band here trying to do this. And, um, it would take it would take a team and and there are other things i mean again there are a lot of good things you can glean from alex jones and mike adams and things of this nature ultimately though at the end of the day i do for the reasons i've stated in previous broadcasts i don't think they're going to lead you in the right direction when the antichrist and the false prophet make their big debut and i've, I've stated in many previous broadcasts why i believe that i think there's a lot of ministries that are going to be in that same line of thinking Trinity Broadcasting and CBN and these types. I'm not saying every single person in those, but um, at large, in, in the main, I think that they're they're deluded and they're most likely being put in the position they're put in to lead people away at that appointed time. To build your trust so that when things really start to go down, when the strong delusion really starts to kick in. And we're talking something like disclosure okay that we've talked so much about the whole alien agenda delusion ascended masters antichrist false prophets arising that's when i believe they're going to lead you overtly in the wrong direction and i've played many clips from alex jones from mike adams from other ministries on why i believe that is the case it's pretty obvious but it's not to say you can't glean a lot of just truth but you got to be careful but we're not to be ignorant of satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us okay and if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect jesus christ said that regarding the false prophets and these types in matthew 24 24 um the the other verse i quoted second corinthians 2 11 lest satan should get an advantage of us for we were not ignorant of his devices um these are things that I really believe that we need to be made aware of. We can be destroyed for lack of knowledge as well. And um, that can affect our families. So the first report is, I entitled Frankincense Murr and an encounter with a black-eyed woman. They walk among us, the battle's real. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's just go ahead and listen to this testimony here. 
here with Forrest, and first of all, Forrest, thanks so much for coming on the record. I haven't heard your testimony, and I've been deliberately um, doing this because I want to hear it the way the audience is hearing it for the first time. But thank you for coming on the record. Something happened to you. Tell us what happened, please. It was 2017, and I was living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I was, uh, I had currently been, I'd lost a lot of weight because I had I had restructured the way I ate. I was eating healthy. So I was always going to the co-ops and there's a lot of co-ops in Minneapolis, thankfully, clean water, organic vegetables. And I was going on in there to get water and vegetables, uh, kale at the time I was on a strict kale diet and, uh, uh, and their delicious cookies they made. But I, so a kale and cookies diet. That's interesting. Kale is incredible for uh, detoxing the liver and uh, very high in antioxidants. It's super good. It has It's very high in xanthine and zeaxanthine, which is super good for your eyes and macular degeneration. Uh, if you were just to eat kale, you would you would almost certainly just go into detox from doing that. Uh, I had also needed frankincense and myrrh. Okay. And we know where frankincense and myrrh is a, a reference to uh, those of us who are students and familiar with the Bible and um, with Jesus' birth. And I <clears throat> walked to the essential oils section, and there was a... a, a, a um, a beautiful, a beautiful woman, but uh, she had an interesting tattoo on her that I had never seen before. And on her left arm, she had a uh, tattoo of a, a fall leaf. It was like an orangish yellow, and it had like the markings of uh, wind around it, like the leaf was turning. And, I, and that just stuck out to me because, it, you know, I'm an artist. I, and I noticed little artistic detaily sure. things, you know, and I, I saw that on her and I was like, huh, interesting. <clears throat> and I asked her, I said, hey, do you have any more frankincense and myrrh? Okay, so just so we know what he was in reference to, and I'm sure you know, but um, Matthew 2, 9 through um, just 11, when they had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, the, the wise men, went um the star went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was uh when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceeding great joy and when they were coming to the house they saw the young child meaning jesus with mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him and the and when they had opened their treasures they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh now it's also frankincense and myrrh also mentioned other places in the old testament this is primarily the place that it's mentioned by name in the new testament so there is definitely i, I mean frankincense is like my favorite essential oil i carry it in my product line um i i myrrh is not not as much uh but i have just started doing them actually together and i do believe there is some type of scriptural thing going on there with frankincense and myrrh i, I really am a big believer in the essential oils and um so anyway that's what he was asking about and there's obviously if you ask about frankincense and myrrh even a pagan 
is probably going to know there's some type of big time biblical reference there, you know, um, and um, it's mentioned. Frankincense and myrrh are mentioned just in Matthew two eleven, and then it's also mentioned in Song of Solomon uh, four fourteen, and I think as far as them mentioned together, frankincense is mentioned by itself, but as far as frankincense and myrrh together, it look it appears, and I'm looking at all the scriptural references, there's only two times in the Bible where they're actually mentioned together. But it's something to think about, you know, um, regarding that. Yeah, I'm not really seeing any other place where they're actually mentioned together other than Song of Solomon and Matthew. So anyway, just, just a little thing there. Let's go forward spray left or you know are on hand and she looked at me she looked at me with like um an odd look she shot me like an odd look like so a, she, he asked her where do you have any frankincense of myrrh and this is this woman that has this strange tattoo shoots him this odd look and okay she goes she goes i don't know i don't know but if we do it would be over there and she just like like sternly looked that way and I said okay you know and you know my in the back of my head I thought okay she's maybe she's having a bad day or it's the end of her shift or she's something of course don't take it personal and so I walked over there and I looked for uh the spray and I seen I watched her she was on my left side and she walked she was like about 12 feet from me LA and she 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 was like rearranging stuff on the shelf and she had her head down. And then um, I'm a highly, I'll preface the rest of this by saying this, I'm a highly spiritually sensitive person. And that's just how I've been from birth. And so I, I've, I'm used to the, the spiritual realm interacting with the physical realm and seeing glimpses of it. Okay. And, and, and her presence like startled my spirit and so i looked slowly at her and she had her head down and she looked ella la like this and she went and her her she was looking at me out of the corner of her eye and her eye it's like her eyes got bigger and it was completely black and my previous experience is with if you didn't hear that he said it was completely black her eyes got bigger and they were completely black now i've talked about this subject quite a bit in fact i'll probably try to put the links to this to the reports i've done on black-eyed children mostly it's black-eyed children where you saw that for a lot of years uh but there's more i've seen more accounts of black-eyed adults as well the witch jasmine the black-eyed witch that said she was going to kill me and tried to kill me i did a whole report on her um the whole her whole challenging me and then me challenging her right back and the picture she sent me if you haven't seen that with her little note she had for me <laughs> you might want to avail yourself to that because <laughs> it's a heartwarming little tale uh i'll try to i'll probably try to put the link to that in the uh in the teaching for this pdf being around these presences i know that they communicate in they communicate in the mind Telepathic. they don't like to right. talk and so um 
I know that you're hearing this story for the first time, but when it comes to these spiritually things, I'm very emboldened. And so immediately in my mind, I, I looked at her while she was saying it, and I said, you don't want this. I said, that's what I said in my mind, you don't want this. Hmm. And then the oddest thing happened, L.A., she, she, I believe that she shot me this flash, and it, and I saw the skyline of Minneapolis, and it was on fire, and there was fights and riots and screaming going everywhere. And this happened before the George Floyd riots. Oh. But she just shot that look at me and, like, shot that image. It was really quick. Like, it came to my in my third eye and I saw it and I was like, Oh, uh, and, um, I momentarily felt fear momentarily for a moment. And, and, and as a, a Bible believing Christian and, uh, um, I, I don't really fear. This is very common, even for Christians that are sensitive to this, that have had encounters with these creatures to have telepathic communications. It's very, I'm telling you, it is very common. I'm not saying it's something that you want to open yourself up to, but with certain Christians, they are more attuned to this. And I think they've got to be careful. Uh, and I, I've i talked to ones that are more attuned. I'm not really that much attuned to this. I literally just want to do this all day long. I just want to encounter and deal with and engage these creatures. I really do. Because I just believe that the amount of people that could get saved and the amount of glory the Lord Jesus Christ could get from engaging creatures like this and having it be seen by others and caught on film and this type of stuff would be incredible. One of the points that I wanted to say before was that the way that the, the paranormal shows, and I didn't finish that thought, the paranormal shows, the the horror movies, they portray Christians as these weak, pathetic little creatures. And it's always some Catholic priest that usually gets vanquished, and they, and they equate that with Christianity. It's the way that Hollywood and the occult and the horror films and Satan would want Christians to be portrayed, which is totally powerless when the reality is is we're the actual ones that have power over this but we have to have the faith to believe that we can overcome this and so part of my mission is to empower other christians to believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world like the bible says and i can do all things through christ which strengthen me okay and then when the enemy shall come in like a flood the lord will raise up a standard against him you know, and that no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against thee in condemnation, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. That's what I'm here to impart. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? That's my reality. I, I mean not to say I'm, I'm whatever I'm just saying that those are the things that go through my head when I the Bible verses that go through my head when I see these types of encounters um, I want to see a, a ton of people get saved 
and I want to see this narrative of Christians being totally helpless and powerless against this be annihilated and shattered. That that's my one of my main goals regarding this whole thing. Feel fear that much, genuine fear. And for a moment, I felt genuine fear. And I found my frankincense and myrrh spray. And I walked, I started walking with the rest of my stuff to the checkout center. And then I just, I just got this like, this flash in my head like, Forrest, you might be attacked right now. And <laughs> I slowly looked around, you know, I checked my surroundings and I was stood in line, but I was still acting, you know, like I wasn't panicking, paid for my stuff and walked out. But yeah, that was it. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is panic. They will feed off your fear. If you panic, if you go into a state of fear, they've kind of won. I'm not saying they're going to kill you. I'm not saying God can't protect you, but these entities feed off your fear because that kind of fear is the opposite of faith. So let that sink in. Faith is going, you're going to like, no. <laughs> my my God, the Lord Jesus Christ created the universe, okay? You're nothing compared to that in the name of Jesus Christ. You may be powerful in your little realm. You're nothing compared to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am here to engage you. And... <laughs> oh, this makes me so excited. I just, I get clear beside myself when it comes to the subject. Because I just see so much, so many potential souls that could be saved as a result of this. And so much glory that the Lord Jesus Christ could get. And I could care less if I'm acknowledged or not. I want it to be about him. He's the one that does it. I want them to be engaging the Lord Jesus Christ. Not me. This isn't about me, or and it shouldn't be like if you're thinking, you're not going to do this in your own power. You can only do it through the Lord Jesus Christ. You can only do it by 100% yielding to him and having total faith in him as a little child, humbling yourself before God. And that's the mindset you need to go in. It, in other words, you're going into a battle like with the mindset of like... Uh, was Elijah or, or uh, when, you know, they, they, they were surrounded by the enemy and Elijah said, okay, open their eyes, Lord, open, open their eyes so they can see. And then he saw all these angels on the, you know, and the angels basically blinded them all and won the battle. Okay. Made this whole army totally irrelevant and totally powerless. That's the type of mindset I want to put my listeners in. Okay, um, God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Uh, the Bible says, uh, regarding God, call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. It also says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? No, there's not. This is nothing for God. You just have to have the faith to appropriate it. I mean, you, you need to be right before the Lord as well. I mean, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So obviously, and that gets into the whole thing about, you know, having a clean heart. And, and I understand the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who, who can know. I'm talking through the Lord. Being right with God. 
you don't want to go into these battles half cocked. You don't want to go into these battles. Now, some sometimes it's like with this particular gentleman, he wasn't asking for this. Okay. He was put in this position and really didn't have a choice. He kind of had to do this. Not everyone is called to do that. We're the body of Christ. We're all equally important. Can the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need of you? No, I'm, I'm not talking about, not everybody's called to this. In fact, I think very few are. But you may be put in a situation where you've got no choice. And a lot of times that's to build your own faith. And to get you to understand how powerful the Lord Jesus Christ really is. Because you're going to see it in action. So what I'm telling you is you may not have no desire for any of this and may say all this is irrelevant. Well, you, you may find out how relevant it is in the future. The way wickedness is increasing right now. And the Bible predicts that's going to happen. I believe these things are going to start coming out of the shadows. I've said this for years. You're going to have the whole disclosure thing. This whole alien whatever disclosure thing what we've talked about in mega studies before just key in alien disclosure deception the whole agenda behind that okay you've got all that and i think that either prior to that or during or after you're going to have a lot of these things coming out of the shadows as wickedness increases they're going to have more right rights to actually do that and the christians out there need to be prepared regarding this matter and that's why i cover topics like this to try to build your faith um quoting scripture is how J jesus christ dealt with satan okay so you can't go wrong quoting scripture in these particular and whether it's quoting it in your mind if these things get in your mind or whatever quoting it back to them in your mind or i would try to say it out loud or even at a whisper something different situations for different people okay this is definitely not cookie cutter but for me the memorization of warfare scriptures is key on this i also think having that the anointing oil the holy anointing oil i've talked about before and you can make that yourself just key in anointing oil in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com that's also another uh thing and, and it goes along the whole thing with frankincense and myrrh that he's talking about here and, and I think that was what got this evil entity fired up. Um, you say frankincense and myrrh, you immediately think the Bible. You immediately think, oh, you know, Jesus, the wise men brought it. Okay. So I don't think that this entity would have had that visceral reaction if he said, uh, where's your lavender oil and germanium oil, maybe? maybe maybe she would have i don't know but i think that had something to do with it in that particular case minneapolis minnesota and and uh just another uh piece of information anoka minnesota i i've had friends from there and and they boast and say that anoka has the highest concentration of professed witches in the whole country and they're proud of it well wow. Let me ask you something first. Are you First Nation by any chance? First Nation? Yes, I'm Dakota. I'm Dakota, Dakota Native American oh. from Sisseton, Wabaton, South Dakota. And the reason why I ask that is because I know that in my limited dealing with First Nation people, they are, you are, you guys deal with the spirit level 
or the, the world of a spirit differently than we do. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Um, we have a woman on our team who's Apache, and, and her name is Doris, and we use her. Um, we go into some sites, and uh, are you picking up on anything? And sometimes she'll say, nope, it's all good. Other times she'll say, I'm seeing stuff all around here. You know, at night especially, when, she, when she's like, she goes, oh my gosh, it's like shadow people. So that's why I asked you, because this is, you know, when you said that you were from birth, I've heard this before. And, I mean, there are people who are other ethnicities also who have that. But I've noticed that it seems like First Nation people are more in tune with, you know, the veil is thinner, let's just put it that way, than, than the average pair on the street or whatever. But um, let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, when she, so she sort of gave you a prophecy in some ways of, of the, the city lighting up. She had no way of knowing that. Uh, that the riots would happen with George Floyd. How big was the eye compared to, let's say, your eye, or, or a normal eye? Was it twice as big, uh, three times as big? Her eye looked about uh, her total eye. Uh, like, if I'm if I use this as a reference, okay, and and I'm opening my eyes this wide, right. it was about at least a third, I'd say bigger or maybe even 40% bigger. Okay, so it's twice as big. Okay, but it's but it much was, larger. And it's totally black. Any other facial um, changes that you noticed? As I'm thinking about it, you know, I I was just focused on the eye. If there was a change in her face, I didn't notice it because okay. I just saw those eyes and I was like, okay, those are normal eyes, right. <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay, here we are again. And, and Forrest, I want to let you know that, that we've heard this story repeated by other people all across the country. Black-eyed kids, you know, the guys going black, we, we've heard this. Um, you're not alone. And that's why we have this platform to allow people like yourself and others to come in without judgment or fear or anything else and just talk about, um, you know, what happened. That's why it's supernatural confrontations. You said something, though, which I, which I found sort of interesting. You talked about your third eye. What do you Because I know what the third eye is as far as Eastern mysticism, and I had my third eye open when I was in my 20s. I've renounced all that and, you know, just asked for forgiveness, and all that's closed. So when you said that, what do you, what do you mean by that? I mean, um, I mean my spiritual vision. Okay, all right. I, I'm using that term because uh, it's, if I usually say it another way in conversations, it's not understood. Okay. But if I say third eye, and then they, like you're asking to expound on what I mean, I say it's my, my spiritual eye. Right. And you know what? The Lord has given me um, sometimes a gift like that where um, I'll go, you know, that something is going on there. I'll see, not like you, but I mean, I'll get, I'll get certain things, you know, a heads up here, look at that, watch that over there type of thing. Forrest, thanks so much for coming on the record. I'll give you the last word. Thank you. Find, if you're, if you are a Bible-believing Christian, find what motivates you in the word and pursue it with all your being. And I'll Which would really be your calling. And I agree. Yeah, uh, everybody's going to be motivated 
there's going to be things that resonate with you as a Christian that makes you really excited more than other things. For me, it's this. For me, it's like this makes me so happy to think about just engaging these things and knowing the way that Christians are portrayed as powerless and weak and that there's so few that are actually, I think, engaging these things. I mean, I, I've yet to really, I've tried. I've, I've, you can see my supernatural testimony just came supernatural. I have tried over the years. Um, you know, but I think uh, for anybody that's called to that, our day is coming. If you haven't engaged a lot of it up to this point, even though you would have wanted to, I believe our day is coming. I really do. And um, it's going to be a gigantic faith builder for other Christians when they see the power of God vanquishing these things. These things wilting before. And I don't care what it is. I don't care how many of them there are. I don't. It is 100% irrelevant because my reality is my God created the universe. You can't get any bigger than that, essentially. <laughs> Not that I'm really aware of. So if you just maintain that in your mind, it's like it doesn't really matter if you've got a million people there. Now, I'm not saying you go into this stuff half-cocked. I'm not saying you, if you know you're going to engage this stuff, you shouldn't be praying and fasting and have other people praying for you because that would be, um, and you need to know that you're called to it. So there, there are obviously other things that you need to be doing. But at the end of the day, if this is your calling, our time's coming. I really believe we're right on the cusp. And the way that they're going with the internet, and we're going to talk about that today, um, I don't know how much time I've got left. I mean, they're, granted, we could have a lot more, but man, oh man, they are going full bore with every draconian thing you can possibly imagine to try to just shut down everything. And the night is coming when no man can work, that they talk about, and, and I think that Sometimes one one part of your calling may end and then that's when the other one, the other part of your calling or other parts of your calling may just be beginning. And that's kind of how I feel about this ministry. Um, because I know there's coming a time when <laughs> the way that they're doing with the internet that it's we don't have a lot of potentially time left. Say what mine is. Is this just to win souls to the kingdom? Amen. Store up your treasures in heaven. That's what Jesus said. And concentrate on what Jesus, concentrate on his words and live a life that welcomes the Holy Spirit into his, pre his presence into your life every day. Well said. Thank you for us for coming on the record. Amen. Amen. Uh, winning souls is always, should be paramount. I, for me, this is about winning souls. The whole thing about, I mean, I've got, I, I try to emphasize that with the website, contendingfortruth.com. I mean, again, if you're not saved, every page that you're going to click on, you're going to see a true salvation tab at the top there. You click on that and it's, I think, one of the most thorough things regarding salvation and what to do afterward and what to expect afterward. 
Um, it's very thorough, I believe. It's just all scripture. So please avail yourself to that if you haven't. I reposted the teaching I did with Jasmine the Black-Eyed Witch who contacted me and I read her letter to me and um, her coven her and her coven's death threats to me if they don't if I don't shut down continuefortruth.com this was from uh, 913 of the year 2016 and then I did a spiritual warfare Bible study I also reposted her picture she sent me <laughs> makes me so happy <laughs> her picture she sent me of her um, She's a saucy little thing. And yeah, it shows her with her black eyes. And she looks to be, I don't know, maybe late 20s. Um, I also got a email afterward, after this had came out, from one of the other former witches that was monitoring the bodies of a coven from Germany that had astral, were trying to astral project here to kill myself and I believe Taylor and that witch who is not a witch anymore when she saw this coven the main lady when she tried to after project over here um she was it, it was a, it was a very very old church I believe in Germany which is where a lot of these operate out of under the guise of religion and she saw her um while she was astral projecting the bodies are very vulnerable and while this was happening when they were trying to get in here she saw the lady the head of the coven start smashing her head against it was a there was a lot of stonework there the very old church and she started smashing her head and um, her hair turned all gray instantly and she killed herself right in front of her the other two witches that were with her survived she was there to monitor the bodies and um, that witch ended up becoming, saw what happened, and ended up becoming a lister of mine. She got out of it, um, took her a, a little while, but I got an email from her, couple, over the years. She's been reluctant to contact me as well because she's afraid of repercussions, but um, she knew of this, Jasmine. She recognized her right away from the picture. So it's not just some random person sending me this. I got confirmation after the fact from a witch that knew her from Europe because she would come over there. She's actually, Jasmine was from America, I guess, this black-eyed witch. And uh, this other former witch, now one of my listeners, hopefully she still is, um, knew of Jasmine, told me the whole story. and that. So I got more confirmation even later regarding all this but anyway if you want to know more about that i give you the link to that study and um my pdf where you can see what she wrote me and you can see my replies and her little note she left me where she's holding up a little sign she's got her full she says this is what i look like in real life and it's her with her black eyes and it, it looks super authentic i don't think there's photoshopping going on here and she has a little sign that says, we haven't forgotten about you, Scotty. <laughs> With a heart sign. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jasmine. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. Please try to astral project in here. Please do. It's funny, I never heard from her again after that. She said she was going to come in here. Well, I'm going to try to maybe look at what she actually said to me. It was sweet. It was very sweet. 
I, I told her, um, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Um, I told her, I said, if, if you try it, I said, you're going to die. I said, you try coming in here. I said, and you won't be the first one. Um, and, uh, she said, she said to me, she says, me dying? Oh, Scotty, if you only knew, maybe I'll materialize visibly in front of you just so I can tell you the stories before I take you with me. You wouldn't be the first researcher I've had fun with. There were priests, bishops, politicians of much higher status and grandeur than you. <laughs> I'm sure they were of much higher grandeur. Uh, with your pathetic listener-sponsored microphone, whatever that means that I have dealt with. Me and my associates are not merely like the sorcerers and the human craftsmen you've dealt with before. In fact, you will find that we are quite, quite different from them. I will not spoil it for you, though, but those eyes of mine and the pictures I sent you, well, let's just say they're not my shape-shifted ones, if you understand what I mean, meaning that's how she appears in real life. Her shape-shifted ones, if you saw her in, in public, you're not going to know it's she's black-eyed. Okay, You're not going to know she's not an actual human. Okay, so this has been my reality for a long, long time. I've, I've, I mean, when I was in practice, voodoo witch doctors trying to kill me. I mean, and I didn't, I, I didn't sign up for that. It just happened. And people that are called to these types of things, it's just going to happen to you. And it's testing from God. You know, key in supernatural experiences, key in voodoo. Uh, I've put out a lot of testimonies over the years um regarding this particular subject I, and i said back to her this is the last time now that was the last september 12 2016 that's the last time i ever heard from her um because she's i'm you know pretty sure she tried to ask for rejecting here she's gone i said oh jasmine we're gonna have so much fun yes please go with that thought of materializing before me just be prepared for eternal hellfire for you or anyone who wants to take a shot at this the stakes are as high as it gets jasmine in the end you're all going to see that there is a remnant of true christians that will never back down from evil and that's the last time i heard from her that's just part of our correspondence there's there's a whole pdf on on this <laughs> Oh, one of my favorite moments. I listen. I I don't have I don't have any like. Oh, you you. She's dead. You should no. She's not even human, guys. She's not even human. Okay. I don't feel remorse over that. Okay. I pray those that can be saved that attack us, if it's possible, and God knows the beginning from the end that they would be saved. But if you're not human, there's no chance of that. It, Jesus didn't come back to save non-human evil entities like this. And they do walk among us. There was just one thing. I've had my experiences. I mean, you know, Taylor's had her experiences with this. I've got a lot of listeners that have emailed me over the years. I've talked about the black-eyed beans. And that's just one sliver and slice of, the, of these weird creatures that walk among us that we've talked so much about in times past. Um, so let's go further here. Okay, so if, if you're searching for, uh, if you wanted to the full, the full exchange we had, I, I give you a link to the study uh, that I did there. And I would also do, if you wanna know more where I've talked about the black eyed 
children or whatever, I would key in black eyed, two words, and then I would key in black dash eyed. And you'll probably find all the, now some of them are newsletters. So that's not really, you might be able to find some things from listeners that they've sent in. But as far as where I've talked about them in studies, those two will get you where I've talked about that subject because obviously it would kind of heavily relate to this subject. All right, so let's let's look at, um, let's see here. All right, let's look at, and I posted the picture of Jasmine here in this PDF, so you'll so you, if you want to see it, it's uh, now listen. If you, it's not for everybody, okay, it's in the PDF for this day, which was going to be April twenty fourth, two thousand twenty three. Don't look at it unless you feel led to, because I'm not trying to instill a spirit of fear in anybody. All right. Um, but again, we're way more powerful. So some comments under this video regarding the one we just heard from the gentleman in L.A. Marzulli about the black-eyed woman. One of the comments reads, I am a Christ follower. As a nurse working in healthcare for the past 40 years, I've seen many things, but never this. In 2020, I was in a physician's practice to meet the new practice manager. I was ushered into her office. The woman was sitting at her desk writing, so I stood quietly for a minute or so. I finally said, excuse me, if this is an inconvenient time, I can always reschedule my appointment. At that moment, the woman looked up at me and she had cat eyes, meaning reptilian eyes with the, the slits. This is very common. I mean, when people see things like this. She blinked, her eyes went back to normal, which is also very common. But I was taken aback. Unconsciously, I reached for the cross around my neck and she said, I think we need to reschedule. I said, certainly, thank you. And I got out of that office as fast as I could. I asked the Lord for protection on my way home as I had about a 90 minute drive. That was wise. Because if a spirit of fear comes over you, you need to start praying right then. Okay, because that fear allows them access to a certain extent. They feed off the fear, and sometimes things will follow you home or try to. Um, I've talked to people where this has happened. Okay, so again, not everybody's called to this, but you may be put in situations where you you don't have a choice. You don't see it coming, and and it's just like a ball bat upside the head, and all of a sudden you're in a situation that you've never been in before. So, again, praying right away is, is I think, really the key. Um, maybe anointing yourself with oil when you get home. Um, fasting it if you feel like you need to do that. Getting in the word, praise and worship music. Uh, pleading the blood of Jesus. Applying the blood of Jesus Christ over yourself, your family. Putting on the full armor of God. These things are, are all good, vital things to do guarding the stuff this is why you should be putting on the full armor of god every day before you go walk out of the house which is what the bible i think really says to do you know in ephesians 6 so um that way you're gonna already have the armor on ahead of time okay and if you do engage one of these things you know you're way better to go than without armor uh 
All right, so anyway, next next uh, comment about this said, I believe you. I saw a man's eyes turn into alligator-type eyes, which is basically the reptilian. He acted like he wanted me to see him change. Now, that's because they want to feed off your fear, okay? Uh, I know I made an all... I know I made an awful face and he just started laughing. Okay, so these things walk among us and and, and again, that whole that whole um teaching I did uh with that David Daniels that got a whole gigantic thing uh up on Amazon on the audio discs where, you know, this whole alien breeding program, this whole alien abduction breeding pro would you think nothing's ever come of any of that? This is a guy that has meticulously broken that whole thing down interviewed these entities and given you his findings and this is from a non-christian standpoint okay his standpoint's very very hopeless because he's secular and he's trying to make sense of all this with a non-christian worldview i mean that is not a good place to be I just view this like, you know, we're getting closer to the end times and this is just further proof of that. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived, 2 Timothy 3.13. You know, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus Christ said that. Well, okay. Or And then as, as it was in the days of Lot. Well, okay. Noah's day and Lot's day were about two of the most wicked things ever talked about in the Bible. And Jesus said it was going to be like both of those times. I mean, in Noah's day... The thoughts of, man, of of man's mind was only evil continually, it says. So, this is where where we're at. And this is one of the reasons why you look around and see it being so wicked. Well, the Bible clearly predicted it was going to be the case. Not like the Dominionists teach where, oh no, things are going to just get so wonderful and, and, one, and Trump's going to usher and DeSantis are going to usher us in a golden new age where we're going to be as gods or whatever they're garbages and revelations all been done away when the daniels doll all been done away with they're gonna fall they're already moving us toward the antichrist and false prophet so i've issued so many warnings about them all right so yeah he said he made an i made an awful face he just started laughing when he when he shape-shifted to reptilian he said it was more than creepy next next comment uh and i only took like the the top comments i didn't keep going i'm sure there was dozens and dozens and dozens more just about this one video and these are from christians i mean generally speaking la marzulli is going to have a christian audience so this is very common is what i'm trying to tell you this is common for a lot of people another one it happened to me at a gas station in Wa waine hawaii i ran into a guy now hawaii is incredibly steeped in paganism and witchcraft and that's major major stuff over there I ran into a guy who had a Ouija board tattooed on his chest and stomach. Can you imagine? I asked him about it and he shapeshifted into a darker, slightly smaller creature with totally darker and bigger eyes with a sinister voice change. He then changed back and forth. The evil one was definitely trying to scare me. Eventually he had to leave though he could not stand my presence as I declared the Lord to him. Amen, brother. There we go. Right there. So, whatever this thing was, I'm sure it was pretty powerful and pretty wicked and pretty evil. 
but he couldn't stand in, in one Christian's presence. Next one. Um, these are all different people. 20 years ago, I had a private meeting with the director of admissions in school where I taught. It was no secret that after his wife passed that he did not like his adult stepson who lived with him. After we had discussed the business at hand, he began complaining about his stepson, that he hated him. He said it so intensely that suddenly he started hissing. I hate him over and over again. And a goat head with long skinny hands and even longer nails manifested itself and I could no longer see him for a few seconds. I said nothing because this entity was not something I wanted to engage without prayers of another Christian in the room. So this thing literally changed into like almost a Baphomet type go-head creature. I immediately excused myself when his face came back and I made sure to never be alone with him again. I had witnessed to him before this and I continued to do, to do so afterward. I, I think your witnessing is in vain, but in this particular case. Um, but one thing I know for sure that when Jesus said he would separate the sheep from the goats, he was not speaking metaphorically. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's a little more complicated than that. But yeah, I've like over the years, I've read a lot of different books about particularly North Carolina and a lot of the weird, crazy and uh, Kentucky uh, a lot of the really weird, crazy creatures that appear to like the people in the mountains. All they're like, are you telling me they're all lying? And I'm talking the craziest stuff like this in those books. Okay. I have read stories like this. And this is the thing is what I want you to understand is that it's not just this cookie cutter thing. Oh, it's Bigfoot and it's vampires and werewolves. No. I truly believe one of the reasons the Lord's had me learn about all those things is because Satan's kingdom is a menagerie of weird, wicked, evil creatures that you can't even put into a classification hardly. Like this. I never heard of anything like that, but I'm not going to, you know, okay, he could be lying. True, yeah. Are they all lying? I mean, this, I just got the top eight comments or whatever, and there was dozens and dozens more, and this is off one video, and these are from Christians. They're all lying? I mean, this is a big reason why so many Christians feel, oh, I, I love my church, but I would never bring this up because, oh, I would be labeled, I, my pastor would probably excommunicate me from the church, which, again, is a, a lot of times, I've heard pastor said oh they're aliens <laughs> oh bigfoot's gonna show i mean what about the people where this is real what about them and millions and millions of people have seen these things a lot of them are christians a lot of them saw them before they were saved some saw them before and after they're saved but they're so afraid of being ostracized from their church or being labeled that they don't say a thing so they're totally ill-equipped to deal with this type of stuff and I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. This is just evidence of this. This is just one video L.A. Marzulli put out. And there's dozens and dozens of comments with their own stories. I could have read you way more. I've got more to read. I've got more to cover. But you're not alone. And even if you've never experienced anything like this, you need to be prepared for that eventuality. Maybe you never will. 
But God has not given us a spirit of fear. And if you're put in a position, like a lot of people, where they don't know it's coming, I mean, hey, when I finally get to engage, I, uh, you know, I'm not saying God's going to give me a heads up either. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. We've got to be, ideally it would be good if we were prepared. You know, and that that no matter what weird, crazy, nutty, evil, wicked thing might manifest before you. And again, this is why I've never really covered this topic about these other things that could manifest, like this. Like this story I just read, or the one before that with the guy with the Ouija board on his chest. I'm telling you, I've read so many different like books just about Apple Appalachian folklore and stuff like that and things that the mountain people see or the stories and things of this nature man there are so many weird evil creatures out there that can manifest so again i wanted to uh make you aware of that all right next next one back in the 1980s i had a brief encounter when a girl's eyes changed from normal i believe brown to a to a total non-glossy black she said something very quickly in a deep guttural voice or tone the whole episode only lasted about 10 or 15 seconds her eyes went back to normal and the conversation continued generally speaking if you aggravate one of these things that's when you'll see this happen or if they're upset like the guy when he asked about frankincense and myrrh she probably sensed he was a christian maybe she didn't see it coming one of the theories also is that these entities tend to have a appetite for human blood animal blood when they can't get it but human blood preferably okay now why i don't know why that would be a big shock when we know that the adrenochrome harvesting and all the other garbage that goes on with our elite which probably are also non-human entities i mean if you were saying what well, who would you install is in charge over you know political governments and things of this nature um when they can't hold form many times it's because they have not had their whatever of human blood or animal blood or whatever they need to subsist they're more prone to shape-shifting now sometimes they'll do it like they say to scare you um they do it on purpose by design sometimes it's when they get mad sometimes they do it because they can't hold form uh, sometimes maybe you come into a room and you're praising the Lord Jesus Christ even in your head that will cause I, I've heard some people say that if you go into an, into an area where there's a lot of people and you start you're praising the Lord Jesus Christ even in your head or maybe in a very low voice if you start to hear somebody coughing that may be somebody that's not able to hold form and they're starting that presence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside you is causing that to manifest. Now, I'm not saying that's the case every single time, but I have read that before, that that's one of the way. And, and I, I just pray we get to the point where none of them can hold form in our presence, because wouldn't that be better if we knew who the enemy actually was, that they couldn't hold form in a Christian's presence? Or is it better that they go behind the scenes and are able to stay in a shape-shifted form and deceive and accomplish their mission for Satan? Wouldn't it be better if these things were out in the open? I think it would be. It sure would make the Bible come alive if you ask me. 
They walk among us anyway. Why should they have this advantage where they're in this cloaked, camouflaged form? I, I can't tell you how many stories I've read over the years about these types of creatures. Some from Christians, mostly from secular sources. And again, are they all crazy? Are all the millions of people, 2 to 3% of the population, when privately polled, says they've been abducted by these alien entities? Are they all nuts? Is there any validity to anything that they're saying? Why is it that when they, they turn up missing, there's there, it, they, the, um, a lot of times these women turn up pregnant? And then all of a sudden, two to three months within the pregnancy, they're reabducted and the baby's gone. I, again, I've gotten into all these subjects ad nauseum at length in previous studies. Alien agenda. Do the key. I've done many mega studies on that. So um, he said the whole episode lasted about 10 or 15 seconds. Her eyes went back to normal and the conversation continued. This entity may not have even been that aware of it. In other words, I was a relatively new believer in Christ, but very interested in eschatology. I often thought that this was to detour me from studying the word of God. But in actuality, it turned me into a serious student of the word of God. Okay. I believe him. <laughs> is he lying? Is, is he trying to sell me a book? Is he trying to sell me a video? Nope. Just some Christian leaving a comment on one of L.A. Marzulli's things. I don't have any reason to doubt him. I've, I've heard this over and over and over in the years. Again, you just don't get it in the churches, though, for the most part. Maybe some, but they're rare. Um, next comment. And again, these are just a small sampling. I'm just reading you some of the ones that jumped out at me and, and I, I had to go and keep going. While working at a hotel convention center as a banquet server, I saw a tall guy in a suit staring at me that had completely blacked out eyes. Even the whites of the eyes were blacked out. Who looked very business professional and this was around a bunch of people during the day. I was aware of what was happening, but kind of tried to ignore it so I could do my job. These were business people and not heavy metal type people also. It was bizarre. I've had all kinds of stuff like this happen to me in the last eight years. Again, God is preparing a remnant to deal with these things. I don't think if this is happening to you over and over again, it's by accident. It's preparatory. God is in charge, though, and you kind of just learn to deal with it, ignore it, and pray through it. I'll tell you the one time it happened to me. Just the black-eyed thing, that I actually saw this. And I know this isn't going to sit right with a lot of people, and I'm sorry, but this is what I saw. I've never had this happen before since. Not on black eyes. I was probably... This was probably... I don't know, 20 years ago or more. I went to go see G. Edward Griffith speak. It was in Tampa area. And he was speaking, and he's the guy that wrote The Creature to Jekyll Island. He was speaking. Um, I was in the audience, and everything was fine. And then at the end, he was doing, if you wanted to have his book signed, and I think I had his book or something, had something that I, I was kind of maybe wanting to get signed. 
and I was waiting in line and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just, I glanced up to the front of the room where he was signing the books and his eyes were totally black. And I'm like, what on God's green earth is this? Now you have to understand, I wasn't even aware of this back then. And I wasn't really like in this full calling that I feel like I'm in now. It's been kind of a gradual process. And I looked down. I'm like, I'm not seeing this. I'm not. And then I looked up and his eyes were totally black. And it almost looked like he was looking up at me. And I looked down. I was freaked out. I had never, this would not happen to me now. But then, look back down. Look back up. Eyes are totally black. I couldn't handle it. I cut line and left. Went out the, the side door. Didn't look back. Didn't tell anybody really about it. Don't mean to us. I'm, I'm just telling you guys what I saw. I'm just saying. I don't think he's a Christian. I didn't get that impression. Uh, but that's what I saw. Okay, so let's continue um, on here. And the next one is an encounter with a jagged teeth boy covered in flies. Another little lighthearted trip down fun lane. So again, this is a this is a whole other crazy. I mean, this is like X Files. A lot of the X Files are based on truth, guys. A lot of that is part of the soft disclosure movement. That's well known about the X Files. I'm sure not every single report, but a lot of it is actually based on real reports. And again, it's all about soft disclosure. And soft disclosure is just not about the aliens. It's about all this stuff. It's about Bigfoot. It's about dogmen. It's about black-eyed children, black-eyed adults. It's about all the whole kitten caboodle, as we love to say. Now, this is a jagged teeth child. Um, so we're just going to call you Mr. A because that's what uh, that's what works. Thanks for coming on Supernatural Confrontations. Tell us what happened. Sure. Um, and just kind of before we even get into what exactly happened at that time um, at the middle school that I had attended, um, several months before that, I had received a, a, a dream and I felt it was from the Lord. And in this dream, I was walking into like a school grounds. And I saw these black hooded figures that were like tormenting little kids. They were like pushing their heads against the walls and things like that. And I was looking around and I saw that there was teachers seeing that was what was going on, but they weren't doing anything about it. And I immediately something inside of me kind of uh, just came up and said, is anybody going to do anything about this? And as soon as I did, I took off running towards one of the hooded figures and it ran it ran away and I was able to uh, catch up to it and bind its hands behind its back and I landed on top of it and it just kind of stood there and I woke up and I was like, whoa. So yeah, see, he engaged evil in his dream. He didn't run away from it. He ran toward it. What did David do? Did he run away from Goliath? He ran toward Goliath. Five smooth stones and a sling with no armor. Never had been in that kind of battle before. Not that kind of battle. He ran toward it. And that's what I believe God's calling us, certain people to do, to engage the enemy. Uh, 
um, you know, just in times of prayer saying, God, like, what, what does this mean? Um, you know, I, I understand I was in school grounds and things like that. And so I began to just kind of ponder and, and just kind of let it kind of soak in. And eventually there came an opportunity at, uh, through, through uh, the church I was attending uh, where someone came and asked me. And they said, hey, would you be opening and uh, open to presenting at a career fair? um in in a city here in los angeles in the los angeles area and i said um sure sure you know i, I wouldn't wouldn't mind uh, i'm an engineer by trade right uh in the aerospace world um so i was i was very much open to that and i said you know in in my the back of my head i was thinking okay lord this must be how you want me to be on school grounds and and to pray for people you know hmm. um and so i did right i ended up going to that school maybe i think three years in a row and I believe it was the second year that I had went. Um, I did my usual uh, setup. I uh, had a friend of mine as well, a coworker of mine, uh, set up next to me. Um, and, you know, we had hardware things that we de- developed, types of it. It uh, has a lot to deal with physics. Um, um, and, you know, I know pretty much the, the general information about it. But uh, it was very interesting that, that day. Um, I had set everything up. I set up the laptop that I, had, I was using at that time. And uh, once they let the kids into the, uh, you know, the, the career area, the, it was an auditorium, um, immediately they go bombard all the, all the different uh, tables, right? And sure. so I was looking down at that time, and I noticed there was like a fly kind of flying around, and I was swatting it while I was messing with the laptop. And then um, a group of, of kids came up to the front desk, and one in the middle in particular began to uh, ask me a question about the technology but it wasn't a, a regular question and and you know part of me it's been a few years so i, I don't remember exactly what that question was but i remember okay. it had to do with deep physics and i was like who's asking this type of question and why why would they even ask this this is beyond my knowledge and beyond anybody's knowledge that i i know of and so immediately i knew something was 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 strange and i looked up and it was a it, it looked like maybe a 14 year old boy uh, you know, Caucasian in figure, uh, and you know there was nothing out of the ordinary um, about him. Um, and he, uh, at at first, right, other than there was like the flies kind of flying around, and I I saw one on his sweater. He was wearing like a like a red sweatshirt, and I said, I go, hey man, I go, you have a fly on your sweater, and I tried to swat it off. So I touched the sweater. I knew it was a physical person, and he he kind of looked uh, away and just kind of said, oh, don't worry about that, you know. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, so I'm processing this in my head. Like, what do you mean? Don't worry about that. Right. And so I turned and looked to my friend, uh, David to see, uh, I just call him David, um, to see if he was, um, uh, you know, catching this whole uh, experience that was kind of going on. And he was, he was swatting the flies and, uh, but he wasn't looking this way. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is strange. And so I began to talk to him and there was other kids around him. They were, they were discussing within themselves, but they weren't looking at him. So it was a very strange experience. It was just like me and this person, right? This, this 14 year old. And so I began to ask him, I go, Hey, you know, so I, you know, here you're interested in, uh, seems like you're interested in, in this type of technology and you, you know, are, are you aware about aerospace and things like that? Right. And so, uh, when he, when he looked at me, he smiled, and he started talking, and I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but when he smiled, he had these uh, jagged teeth. They were like uh, a shark, but the gaps in between was black. 
and that's when I knew immediately like this this is not this is definitely not normal and something is going on um, um, and so I was pretty much in shock at that point I didn't really know what to say or anything like that I knew uh, it even caught me off guard I knew I was there to pray you know pray for the, the, the children and ask that God would protect them and things like that but I was still caught off guard that this experience happened right that this person came this entity came to speak to me. And so at that point, um, I was just kind of in awe. And I, the, the boy ended up saying, oh, that, I mean, that's, that's it. That's all I had. And he turned around and, and he walked away. And as soon as he walked away, the other kids kind of came in and began to talk to me. But I was still kind of in shock that that whole thing happened, right? So um, let me, let me um, Mr. A, let me kind of drill into this a little bit. What kind of clothes was he wearing? And you said like a red sweater or a red sweatshirt. Yeah, I believe it was like a red sweatshirt. I mean, it looked like a like what a, a teenager would wear, right? It was like I think it was a zip up sh uh, sweatshirt, um, okay. kind of gray. It had a little hood on it. Um, it didn't look dark. It didn't look scary at any okay. you know, in any way, shape, or form. It just looked like you know he was presenting himself like he was a kid. I'm right? assuming when you saw when you saw the face, you looked in his eyes. Did the eyes seem unnatural in any way? Um, I did kind of look at his eyes. His eyes did not look unnatural, but okay. I would—I didn't pay that much attention to his eyes. Um, it was more the mouth that was—that really caught my attention. I was so when, let, let's drill into the mouth then. No pun intended. But when you're looking, when you're looking at this this kid's mouth, you know, you talked about jagged, sharp teeth. Describe that. Try to really, you know drill into that what what did when you say sharp teeth were they like a human beings were they come to a point were there spaces in between what did it look like yeah i mean from the top they were basically upside down triangles right like if you were to look at uh sharks teeth like that's a great white like. yeah, yeah, like a great yeah white. white trying triangular in shape uh you know one next to each other but the space in between was just black it was just black. Like you couldn't see anything like the back of his mouth or throat or anything. All you saw was a sharp, jagged teeth and darkness uh, in between. Did any of the children make contact with this guy? Um, they were definitely next to him. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they're like shoulder to shoulder. They were touching him. Um, but again, they were kind of in their own conversations and they weren't really focused on what he was saying. It was, almost, it was this weird experience where it's just like me and him and everything else is just kind of, you know, in the background. But nobody's interacting with anybody, uh, to, you know, as far as like with me or trying to. They're just kind of in their own conversation. So it seemed like they were definitely uh, in, a, in a different zone, right? Okay, and it was just that's me and this other entity. Yeah. When, when he's talking to you, when this, when this entity is talking to you, now you mentioned a couple of flies. What, how many flies were there? Could you remember roughly? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he had at least like 10 flies on him. 10 flies uh, on him and flying around. They were like on his back, you know, just kind of flying. And uh, there was like maybe about, I'd say half of them were like stuck on him, right? <laughs> Like, it's like Pigpen from Charlie Brown. Now remember, Beelzebub is the Lord of the Flies. So the, uh, um, a lot of times when you see these types of entities, they like filth. A lot of high-level... The, the further somebody gets involved in the occult, typically the more filthy they, they become, the more attracted toward evil. 
devils and demons are attracted to filth and and stuff like that okay so again just a little bit on that we're just on him like latched onto him and, and, yeah, when, you, was, uh, and when you mentioned that he just he said don't worry about what did he say what did he say again yeah he said something like that like oh yeah don't worry about those you know and i'm like so in my head i'm like what do you mean don't worry about those you have flies on you this is not normal <laughs> right what you know what did his hands look like his hands looked uh regular like a like a regular child's hand so there was nothing abnormal that i saw that i could recognize from his hands well. how about his how about his hair and ears um his hairs i i believe he was kind of like a blondish hair yeah blondish hair i didn't see anything abnormal with his ears either yeah do you remember the question that he asked you do you remember that at all no no but it it, it had something to do with uh with physics it, you know like uh had to do with electrons things like that right but things that no no child maybe not even a professor would would probably ask like it's beyond our level of understanding what he asked um and I, you know again i apologize i was like four probably more closer to five years ago so i don't remember exactly what he said right um but it it wasn't a normal question that a 14 year old boy would ask especially you know an adult or even somebody in in physics right would so ask this that is question. this is way beyond yeah. Uh, you know, a normal yeah. fourteen-year-old's pay grade. I mean, is that a, is that a oh, safe? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Beyond a fourteen-year-old, beyond even a physicist uh, right. understanding of of that, right? And so it was almost like a test. Like it knew that I was limited in knowledge. It knew that I was limited in understanding, and it tested me, right? Now, when it left the scene. Um, None of the boys reacted to that. They didn't say like, hey, Bob, we'll see you later. Hey, Jack. They just closed ranks. Describe that. Yep. What happened? Yep. That's exactly what it was. So he kind of said, oh, you know, thanks. You know, uh, he turned around and walked away. And keep in mind, there's probably a couple of hundred of kids in, in this in this area. So he was kind of just worked his way out and everybody kind of came in at that point. But as soon as he walked away, it's when I turned and I talked to uh, my buddy next to me and I, I, I you know, I, I tapped him. I said, hey, hey, did you notice, did you, I know you saw the flies, right? Did you see the flies? And he's like, oh yeah, 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 I saw the flies. And I go, did you not see the the kid that was right here in front of me? He's like, well, I, I knew you were talking to somebody, but I didn't turn around and see him because he was discussing with uh, some other children that were asking him questions on his side. And I said, oh my gosh. And that's when I began to explain to him uh, what had happened. And uh, he was just like, really? Yeah. And he's, he's actually a fellow believer as well, right? Okay. So All he right. understands that, you know, what we're warned against and things like that. But, um, yeah, it was very strange for him. Unfortunately, he didn't get a chance to see what I saw. But, uh, but yeah, that's what happened. So he kind of walked, worked his way out. And then we were trying to look for him as he was working his way out. But I, I didn't yeah. see him. Yeah. So you never saw the kid again, correct? Yeah, never saw him again. Yeah. Um, and none of the other boys that were there or the kids that were there said anything about him? Um, I, I believe, no, they didn't say anything about him, but I believe I asked him, I said, Hey, do you need any of you guys like know who that was? And everybody's like, no, like they kind of turned around and were like, no. Right. So, so now one of the things that in David Daniels research that he found where these things are called hubrids, which are like quarter cast, whatever these alien entities are, they're these demonic entities, but they have a physical form. 
remember I talked about half cast giants and quarter cast giants, and then you get into eighth cast giants, meaning they're 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 breeding with other human women, these entities, and, and to a certain and, and at a certain point they could actually fit into society. Like an eighth cast giant could probably blend in, whereas a quarter cast would be too big and too prevalent for that to probably happen. Um, it's the same with these kind of demonic entities. And what David Daniels highlights in his research, and remember, he's he's like a PhD and he's secular and he's not even a Christian, but he found that the hubrids, which would be like a quarter caste alien, like one, like three quarters human quarter caste, they can actually blend in. And when they go into... Um, uh, areas like supermarkets or uh, shops or whatever for the most part they can mind control basically everybody in there meaning they can just they can go in there they can shoplift they can do whatever they want to do and they can walk out and nobody pays them any mind because they're literally mind controlling them that's part of their uh, power that they have i believe this entity that they're describing here this kid had the same kind of power and i think it's very very common Okay, so if you're ever in one of these situations and you see these things and nobody else is noticing it, understand that's exactly why. Okay, because you are a Christian, you have discernment, the Lord's showing you this. They're not, they're not in a position to deceive you or to take power over you or mind control you. I mean, I, I've, I've read those reports from him where these things will go in and they'll just walk right out with grocery bags full of whatever they want. And the sales clerks will just let them do it because it's almost like they don't see them. So all these other people saying, oh, I don't know who that is or whatever. Well, that's probably why. I mean, some kid walks in with razor sharp teeth. He's got flies all over him and nobody's going to notice this cat. I don't think so. But if he's mind controlling everybody there, that's that's why for the most part. So that's what. Uh, OK, so Taylor's interjecting here and. Taylor's had stuff happen to her that I've never had happen. I mean, a lot of stuff. She's one of these types of people that is very, I believe, spiritually attuned and sensitive to this type of stuff. I'm more like a bull in a china shop, okay? She's had all kind of stuff like this happen. And again, I'm like, Taylor, I'm like, come on. I mean, you, you've had all this stuff happen to you. It's not by accident. The body of Christ needs to know about this stuff. Um, you're in good company. I mean, I've just I've just done an hour and 22 minutes of, of going over this types of information. It's happening to a ton of people. So I'm going to have Taylor. We'll see what we can get out of her today. But at least one, one report about what happened to her. It wasn't that long ago. And we'll go from there. So I'm going to introduce to you my daughter for the first time ever in 18 years I've been on air. You've heard her in the background some, but I'm gonna. she's actually agreed to do this. Uh, kind of spur of the moment thing. So, okay. So Taylor's in the driver's seat now, and um, I'm just gonna have her tell you whatever's on her mind. This is all impromptu. We weren't planning on doing this at all, but I'm glad we are. Praise God. Um. Hi everyone. I'm Taylor. Uh. I'm not like a speaker, so bear with me. Um, 
I, I first want to say thank you so, so, so much to everyone who's donated and prayed for me since the car situation. Um, so, so appreciated. Thank you so much. Um, but as far as my experiences, um, I'm a very rational person. Like, it's very hard for me to even, like, admit that these experiences have happened to me. Um, but one of the ones that happened to me probably about two years ago, um, I used to work at CarMax and, um, a lot of the time I worked in the auction services part. So there was, um, a lot of car dealers that would come to our place to buy cars and they would come from all over the state. Uh, so sometimes we would never see them again. Sometimes it'd be a one deal and sometimes we'd see them all the time. Um, this particular set of dealers, we hadn't seen them. I think they were kind of from the coast traveling in. Um, and it was me and about three other of my coworkers and we had gone out into the farther parking lot. Um, and this was around dusk. So it was getting kind of late. Um, but me and three other workers were going out there to help them, to assist them, to unlock the cars, to get their keys to them because they had purchased these cars in our last auction. And we were kind of talking with them, um, shooting the breeze, and I looked over at one of them and his eyes were like reptilian is like the best way I would describe it. And I was so taken back that this was happening that I literally blurted out and that's like unlike me because I'm usually not like super outgoing like to people and like brash like this but I I blurted out and I was like do you not see his eyes like right in front of the guy like to my coworker, and my coworker looked at me straight on and literally turned away it was like what I had said did not even like make sense didn't recognize with him like it was like I had said something and it just went right out of his mind and then I turned to my other coworker and I was like, I literally like pointed like in front of this guy to this guy, like, do you see his eyes? And I mean, he was right there. He wasn't like acknowledging me that I was calling him out for what his eyes look like. But, um, yeah, I literally, he, he wasn't angry at you or anything. Or? No, he was acting like I wasn't there. He was just talking to them complete. He would not make eye contact with oh, me. My. But his eyes were like full on. and I literally was like so taken back and then I, I asked my second coworker, and She kind of like gave me a little smile a little nod like and just ignored me It was like and it was very unusual for either of them because like they were very like they would always talk back with me like if I made comments about anything they would like Communicate right away, but yeah, that was definitely I have no idea to this day like and when they left I brought it up again and I was like, did you guys not see his eyes? Like, they literally looked like they were not human. And they were like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and it was very, very, very obvious. Like, it was not, like, I saw them. Like, it was so insane. And I, I honestly was very freaked out. And that's part of the reason I was trying to draw attention to them. Because um, I'm not, like, brave and trying to, like, confront these things like my dad. <laughs> wow. I mean, that is just amazing. And again, it's further evidence of the whole David Daniels concept of when these things are in the presence of other people, the mind control just goes along with the territory. And Taylor saw it firsthand. Now, this isn't the only time she's seen them mind control other people. 
Um, the other, she was at a, uh, was at the park. And yeah. you saw that. This is another instance where this, she saw the, the, this mind control that they have over, um, typically, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the people that you were around, um, were they not Christians? I mean, can we say that or? Mm, I'm not sure. They were just friends from high school. Right. They were just in a group. Okay. Well, tell, tell them that story too. It's not very long, but it's, it's also incredible. That was, oh my, like nine or 10 years ago. So it's like kind of foggy in my memory, but, um, from what I remember, we were in a park and there was, um, this couple and they had this child in a stroller and, we were walking, it would be like two pathways, and it would be like if you were walking opposite directions. Okay. So they were going like into the woods, and we were just coming out of the woods. Okay. And I remember, for some reason, I just like, I don't know if I got convicted or if I Was just... Was this just that park you and I go and walk at sometimes down there near Lake Norman? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, I looked over at, I, I don't know what made me do it, but I looked over... Um, into this like baby stroller thing and there was this little girl but she had like the most like she didn't have like white like white around her eyes it was just like piercing like deep blue and it was like black slits or black like it did not look right I don't know what on earth it was like I don't know if it was like I want to say it was like a slit but I just remember they were like it was just like pure vibrant there was blue no eyes. sclera meaning the white of the eye yeah there was none of that it was okay. just pure blue and then like a little bit of black in the center and, and this is what i mean about that these these creatures come in all shapes and sizes and various and sorry sometimes their eyes are slits sometimes their eyes are are slits with black or or, or just maybe they're totally black maybe they're in this case they're they're all blue with slits there's so many flavors of these things but but go ahead well I mean, that was pretty much the extent of, like, what I saw, and then I just got this, like, horrific feeling of dread, like I had just done something horrible. Like, I didn't do anything horrible, but I looked over at whatever this was, and I was like, I had just so much fear on me, I was Mm -hmm. so scared, I... I literally, I told the group of friends I was with, I'm like, did you guys not see that weird kid? And they were like, no... Like they didn't even, and and it was just like the same thing that had happened at Carmax. Right. Like they were just completely unaware. Right. Um. Now it wasn't as like in your face as the last story. Like the last story, the guy was literally standing right there. He's talking to you these, face to face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These people were like walking by. Yeah. And um, and so when I got I I wanted to leave the park after that, and I I drove home, and I felt like I was being followed at that point. Like I, I don't know, it was really really weird, and. I went to sleep that night. I'm pretty sure I had a bunch of nightmares. I woke up and I had like green patches on the back of my throat. I wasn't around anyone who was sick. I have never gotten strep before or since, but I got strep throat. Did you not tell me this right away? Because I, I mean, I would imagine I would have said we need to pray. I mean, did you kind of wait a little bit? Or I think I told you the next morning. Okay. When I when I had the strep throat, I was like, I felt like so freaked out. And I, I don't know, I just didn't mention it to you. I was just in like a daze, like a fear daze. Like, okay. Because yeah. I think like... Well, the spirit of fear, yeah. Well, yeah. And I think too, like a big thing to note is like, I think there are 
Christians that like want to confront this stuff and there are Christians like me who do not want to confront this yeah, stuff yeah. and like want to avoid it and right. maybe possibly are more prone to fear. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of lets stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't expecting it. It was like probably getting hit with a, a hammer, you know, kind of like you didn't know this was coming at all. And all of a sudden you're in this position where you're at a park and whoa, what, what did I got myself into here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, did your other friends, they had no clue then? The, the... No, it was very much like when that has happened, it's like they are in a daze and they're like, and it wasn't, it was, what was weird too is when I made eye contact with this girl, it was almost like my vision zoomed in to her blue blinding eyes. It's all I remember is her blue blinding eyes. And right. It was just, like, in my face. Like, it was so weird. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Didn't you say before, if I'm remembering correctly, that she knew you saw her and she didn't like that? Right. No, I felt like I had, like, if someone had done something wrong, I felt like I had done something wrong by looking at her. And you you sensed, I remember before, you had said that she was very powerful. You felt a lot of power coming off this. Yeah, I mean. Because you're very sensitive to this type of stuff. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her parents were. Do you feel like they were under the mind control? Yeah. As well. Yeah, I don't think her parents were bad at all. I okay. didn't get that sense. Wow. So maybe she was adopted, or who knows? It, it could very well be. I'm not sure. Um. Okay. Well, let's just talk about the one last one, and that's the video store thing with the lady mm-hmm. that was in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um. Go ahead and just tell us that one. It's a little different. Okay. Um, that was several years ago as well. Um, I was working at a video store, um, like where, like a blockbuster store, but like it was owned by a mom and pop, um, mom and pop company. Right. And, um, a lot of the times we worked shifts by ourselves. Um, my dad wasn't wild about that, but (laughs) we would often work by ourselves in the store, like at night during the day, like, and it would just be a one person thing. Well, this particular time, and it was very, like, um, Blockbuster, like, as you know, it's, I'm pretty sure it's out of business now. Yeah. Renting movie days aren't really over, so we didn't have a ton of customers coming in. Right. So, um, this particular time, um, there was, I was by myself, and one lady came in by herself, and she walked around, she picked out some romantic comedies, and came up to the front of the store to check out, um, handed me them, and the minute that we made eye contact, um, this one I think was the most vivid one for me because it was so personal, right. and it was so one-on-one. Right. Um, the minute that we made eye contact, her, her left eye was brown, like a normal human brown eye. Her right eye was super super gold and it was yeah. straight up black reptilian slit like on her right side now there's there's a video out there of george bush senior um very famous one of him shape-shifting and in that particular video it's the exact same thing gold the eyes are gold with a black slit and i mean it is this is before a lot of the whole thing about photoshopping and, and that type of thing. I believe it's an authentic video. You probably can't find it anymore because they're scrubbed off the internet. But it reminded me, when I heard about this, it reminded me a lot of the George Bush senior video. Go ahead. Um, and 
it freaked me out so much because I realized what was happening and I realized like okay this isn't like a human this is not like a person and I'm thinking to myself at that time like okay I'm by myself this person went to like do something I mean I would pray but I'm absolutely terrified like um and I remember I looked up at her and when she saw me it was like she like she like immediately realized what had happened like it was like a mental thing Mm -hmm. like between both of us and I kid you not she turned her right head like 90 degrees Mm -hmm. and we hadn't said anything at this point she literally just set down the movies and literally looked up at me that was when the eye contact happened and then she goes immediately like once that happens and i go i see you like in my mind i'm like i literally see you like and you're like two to three feet away from her or i'm like i'm like a foot like a foot and a half like that's a very short counter and she's like right there oh wow and so i'm like i'm literally like in my mind i'm like i see you like literally see you for what you are um I mean, I'm not like an aggressive person, so I'm not gonna be like, oh, let's engage or anything. Well, like you're that. you're like the the one guy that we that L.A. was playing, um, the gentleman with the uh, the Lakota Indian heritage. As soon as the black eyed woman saw him, and he, I think he inset in that particular case, he perceived a malevolent type of presence he said you don't want this no i didn't i didn't perceive that at all though that was what yeah. was what was very interesting about my experience is when i made the contact with the person i so so we we made eye contact and i literally just went into my head like i was kind of freaking out and i was like i see you like in like a right whatever and that's when she literally turns her head to the right and stays to the right so only her left eye that's brown is like can you can see right, it right. and she's literally looking off into the right direction the entire time for wow. the rest of the interaction like so like she's not looking off at something she's like genuinely making her head turn all the way and like is standing so yeah. that like the yeah. minute that i saw that and um i just remember like like sensing like this thing was very sad and very like did not want to be in the position that they were in i don't know what it was exactly but i didn't feel like it was trying to hurt me or malevolent it just wanted to get its movies and go right um right but i mean and i can't explain that i can't explain like why it wasn't pure evil i don't know if it was like the human side that i was well yeah (laughs) because it probably was like i said the, the the breeding programs generally speaking they're they're if it's what they call a hybrid, they're three quarters human, quarter whatever, okay, whatever evil entity. And the three quarters human part is, you know, probably not real wild Yeah. about what's going on there. Um, it reminds me, I mean, like, there's things that that's talked about in the book of Enoch and in like regret from the from even the fallen angels that were they went to Enoch and they were like go to God for us and please you know go on our behalf and and and, and kind of do us a solid Enoch please help us out you know um, and that that in and of itself is is horrible um, you know. I wish I had a better explanation on that, but I can understand why they, why you might have sensed that mm-hmm. from this w- woman 
you know? Yeah, and I mean, nothing was said, like, like, physically. Like, we were talking, like, I just said, did you find everything okay? And she was like, yep, thank you, kept it real short and brief, and, like, I just remember checking her out, um, and she, she had had an account with our movie store, and, um, hadn't been in there in forever, and I never saw her after that day. Like, she yeah. dropped off the movies at the Dropbox, like, she didn't have late fees or anything, she, or, like, we didn't have to call her, because right. that was a big problem at the store, but right. she was good about returning her movies, and I never saw her again after that. I think the proximity of you being so physically close to her and you mm-hmm. being the only two in the store, I think, at that point, the Holy Spirit living inside you may have been enough for the shift, for that to happen. Well, yeah, and it kind of seemed like when I did make eye contact with her and I saw that, she was very surprised. She acted very like, well, right. like, I'm sorry, like, like it wasn't like a, I'm right. aggressive and I'm trying to show you what I am truly or whatever, but yeah. I had heard that, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but if, if you are in a public space like that in particular, and you are, maybe let's say you're praising the Lord Jesus Christ in your mind, or you're thinking and really, really dwelling on the love of God, mm-hmm. if you're really, really dwelling heavily on the love of God, that is another thing that will cause mm-hmm. them to shift. And mm-hmm. they may not be able to hold form, Um Holy Spirit living inside you. I mean, there's there's a lot of factors at play, which which might explain that. But um, I mean, I once I realized that I didn't think it was like a malicious type thing. Right. I literally was trying to put out the vibe, like I'm not judging you. Like I don't know what you have right. been through. I don't know what shoes you've had to deal with. Like <laughs> yeah. Or I I just I didn't want to. I just didn't want to do. Oh that, yeah. Send yeah. out bad vibes or anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But <laughs> is there any other things that you want to go over or not really no those are the those are the main ones that have like stood out like the most like unexplainable situations i've been in for sure um yeah yeah i mean i i have i mean i know you've been trying to get me to share these encounters for literally years i'm just (laughs) not like a i'm not a public speaker and i'm i'm a very like I'm not a dogmatic person. I'm a very rational person. So it's like very hard for me to like, I mean, yeah. you know, I think it's a lot easier to like have faith in Jesus and then in the Bible. And like, there's no problem in belief in that whatsoever. But right. there is like kind of like a hesitation when you start getting into like these people yeah. walking among us, like being oh, yeah. half. Well, there's like a stigma. And I mean, again, the church avoids this like the plague. And they would label, I mean, you go into the average church person and they're, you're normally, you go in with these types of stories, man, for the most part, you're probably going to have problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been my heavy sense of, of being in the church that, that the churches that I was in. Yeah, this wouldn't probably go over well. I think you know. that that's yeah. I I think that that's very true. Um, I would say that that's very yeah. true from what I've seen. Um, they don't like believe in any of that stuff, and it just simply can't exist. And I just I think it does exist for sure. It's yeah. hard to wrap your head around. And like the three times it's happened to me, like I couldn't believe it was happening when it was happening. Like in the moment, right. like you don't even believe it, and then you're sitting questioning. For like days after, like how is that possible? It's yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thank you. Thank you, Taylor. Sure. <laughs> you did great. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs> okay, so that was a first for ContendingForTruth.com. That was like 18 years coming. Um, and um, let's, I'm, I'm running out of time here, so let's try to finish this video. Without putting words in your mouth, is it possible that you you were sort of transported someplace else, even though you're there in that reality? He's there, and you're having this conversation with this entity, but only the two of you can hear. I mean, apparently, your buddy doesn't hear anything. He hears that you're talking to somebody, but he doesn't hear an answer. And the, and the other boys that are there, the other children that are there, are, you know, engaged in something else. I mean, it's a very... It's a very strange occurrence. There's no doubt about it. Very yeah. strange. Yeah, it definitely felt like we could have been in like some weird bubble thing, right? Right. Some weird time warp thing where yeah. it was just me and him and, you know, we were there, but we weren't, right? Um, I, You know, I would say, yeah, that's possible, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, I mean, there's, there's not really another way to... Or not too many ways you can explain that. Mr. Right? A, and another question. When he was speaking to you, did you see his lips move? Yes, I saw his lips. I mean, his mouth opened up. Um, I didn't see anything strange with the lips, though. It was just the teeth. I mean, that was enough to kind of... So he me. was verbally communicating with you in an audible voice? Oh, yes. Was it, Definitely was it really quiet or was it loud enough to where your buddy, you know, Dave, would have heard everything? Uh, I believe he could have heard what was going on uh i believe he did say that you know he, he heard me talking with him but um i don't recall exactly right but um was, yeah, was what i know i was talking to him audibly he was talking to me audibly okay how much everybody else was able to pick up on i i don't really know right? was was this was this boy was this figure was he wearing any jewelry any rings or did he have a watch on anything like that no, no jewelry, no, no rings. Um, I think, I think he was wearing jeans, right? So just completely posing like a, like a 14 year old, right? But he um, wasn't. But he definitely wasn't. No 14 year old has that, that, that type of mouth with those type of teeth. Right. Right. And maybe it was an intimidation thing that, they, that he was trying to do. Right. Um, but it definitely that's not, it wasn't a 14 year old boy. I can guarantee that one. Yeah. Was there any unusual odor accompanying him? Um, no, no. I mean, I started processing things like that afterwards. I was like, I didn't smell anything like sulfur or anything. Yeah, it was just the flies and the teeth. That, you know. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Mr. A, I'll give you the last word, and thanks so much for coming on Supernatural Confrontations, please. Oh, yeah. No, I, I appreciate you uh, opening opening this platform, right, to be able to share testimonies like this. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think God allowed this to happen for a reason, and he wants the church to really know that what we're up against and and to, to be bold, you know. Uh, we cannot be intimidated as the people of God, and we, we will not be intimidated as the people of God. Um, you know, we're called to pray, to intercede, uh, you know, to uh, protect the innocent, right, the children, our children. Right? Amen. Um, across the globe. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. So the okay, so um, we have that. Now, I'm just going to read you three different comments below this video. And, and again, these are just a small sampling. 
uh, below this one. Uh, my grandson told me and my wife about a kid in his first grade class whose eyes turned into vertical pupil slits when she got mad. We never talked about anything like that around him. He never watched scary movies. He's just not a storyteller. He was very serious, but not disturbed by it, which I thought was strange, but I guess he is just, he, he just didn't realize that's not normal. Um, yeah, so there's, there's another account of, of this happening in this in particular uh, case. It's of a first grade girl that this happened to. Okay, next one. Another, uh, another jagged tooth incident happened to a couple up north somewhere. They were admiring a man's beautiful huge doors and had quite a conversation with, with, his, with this very short stocky man outside his home. At the end, he flashed sharp teeth with a huge grin. The lady said she was sure he did it on purpose to show them and startle them. The couple were on a YouTube video. I watched Marzulli's video or another video. They certainly do walk among us. So there's another, you know, another one. Uh, another comment reads, I was sitting on the floor by the shop one day and I said hello and this kid bared five, about five years old, bared his sharp teeth when he was going past in a stroller. Okay, so this is like with Taylor. This, how, how old do you think that girl was, Taylor, in the in the stroller? About five or six. So I mean, these are, you know, first graders, five years old. You know, there there's three different stories, Taylor's, and then these two about children. And in this particular case, they're burying their sharp teeth going past in a stroller. Um, and the person said, gross it was. Thank you, Jesus, for being my father. Amen. Um, so there you have it. Um, a lot of different things, a, a lot of different testimonies from a lot of different Christians, even including my daughter, regarding this whole subject. I even threw in mind the, the one I've had. And... Um, regarding at least black-eyed beings i've only had the one um but hopefully that will edify you and kind of prepare you potentially for any battles to come and then you won't be caught flat-footed or surprised if you see these things in public or if you're in their presence and they can't hold form around you um again like i said i've heard that you know really concentrated on the, on the love of Jesus Christ if you're in a public setting if you if you start to hear one or two people or whatever start coughing like out of nowhere well know that that may be them not being able to hold form and uh but I think God's gonna this experience is gonna be different for everybody because it's just not cookie cutter and everybody has these unique experiences when it comes to this stuff so that's all we have for part one God bless you, and we will see you in part two.